When nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stonecutter, hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times, without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet, at the hundredth and first blow, it will split in two, and I know it was not that blow that did it, but all that had gone before. Welcome back to the What's Happening Podcast. Uh, hope you like my weird quote speaking there, but anyway, that's a quote by this guy Jacob Reese, and it sits in the locker room of the San Antonio Spurs who are an American basketball team, I think. Third most successful titles, tied with the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, I think them and the Lakers won the most titles in the 2000s. But basically, it's very amped to what we're talking about today. I have Matty Parker on today, who you've heard me talk about before in multiple episodes. So, you know, I thought I'd actually get him on himself instead of, you know, just talking about him behind his back. But today, we're kind of just going to talk about, obviously... For those of you that know Matty and have listened to past podcasts and stuff, he's obviously a PT and stuff. And I've had Tyler on before, you know, talking about PT and Jamie and stuff, talking about how fitness and stuff and getting in that routine's helped and stuff. So this this episode will be slightly different. It'll be same idea, obviously, but we're kind of look at it, you know, like from a life perspective and you know from doing other things to PT and you know like life lessons and all that sort of stuff and you know how like Matty has came to be a PT and you know why. He enjoys it more than any other job he's had. So, the first thing I'll ask you, Matty, is you're obviously what 26, 25. Yeah, we talked about this I'm before. Year on yeah, I know, man. Um, so yeah, so Matty's twenty five, and he's had a lot of jobs before this. So, I'll ask you, like, just straight up, give us sort of a rundown of when you left school to now, like, what sort of jobs you've had, and why PTN was kind of your go to, like, once you finally found it. Yeah. So. Left school when I was 15, 16, uh, 16 and uh, went to the tech done sport. I started off at level two, uh, didn't have my maths or English because didn't work hard enough in school for them. But it's Laurel Hill as well, though, to be fair. <laughs> it's kind of the, the norm yeah. coming, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so went there, went on to level three, um, and then had the choice of whether or not I was going to go to uni, but at the time, was playing football and stuff here at home. Um and didn't feel like it was right for me so i went on done the foundation degree um done three years foundation degree and never finished my top up were just the in, tech? in, in oh, yeah. right, okay. so i ended up six years in, in tech done a, done a life oh. sentence in tech <laughs> but honestly i wouldn't change it it yeah. was class um tutors are great i had a great class uh still in contact with a lot of them now um and it was it was really good see good i time. i heard a lot as well you're right there a lot of people I know that went to tech said the same thing, like in terms of, you know, enjoyment and stuff. It was like, I knew a guy went to uni after and stuff, but he said like tech was just enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? He was just like, I don't know why. I think he was, said it was less stressful than school. And then obviously like everyone I've heard has been like, yeah, tutors have been quality. Like not, I've had a few people say, you know, they've not been great, but the vast majority have been like, yeah, tutors have been quality and stuff. So I suppose, yeah, like... I mean, you probably could have been doing something else, but it's not the end of the world, like. Yeah. So then you came out of tech. So what, you left school 16? Yeah. So then that would have been 60, you'd have been 22. It was three years ago. Came out of tech, and then where'd you go from there? Uh, came out of tech, and I was basically just working in the leisureplex as a lifeguard. um, And also doing the bins. Done the bins. And like a life- bin man? Yeah. What done- was that like? I've heard people, like, I've never actually, you know... I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like... 
it was good like early hours and then you were finished by two three or yeah. four depending on what time you started um but i was on the amenities doing like so going like lifting people's like washing machines oh, and stuff. right okay yeah um and then occasionally on the bins i was only doing that part-time and doing casual lifeguard but i got like loads of hours yeah. in the, the leisure plex which was good and then done loads of different stuff like i've done cleaning in tesco's i've done ripping window cleaning i've done gardening <laughs> you know yeah. pretty much a lot of you know tarmac and yeah, stuff like yeah. that there and never really knew what sort of path that i wanted to go down like i was always interested in sport from yeah. a young age and just sort of went with the flow with that there and then as it grew i got my level two and um my level two fitness instructor yeah. in the in the in the college and it kind of just grew from there and i wanted to i always wanted to work in a gym and in the yeah. plex, i wanted to work in the gym but you had to have your level three and i didn't at that time um so then i went and done my level three off my own back and by that time i'd made the decision to jump and go work as a personal trainer instead of working in a gym yeah and you think like obviously like you played football and stuff when you were younger but in terms of actually like you said you always wanted to work in a gym and stuff were you like actively you know i don't even know what the phrase is gymming do you know what i mean like properly like going to the gym you know like instead of just playing football like had you already gained that passion or was it just an idea of oh i would like that do you know what i mean um i always loved training yeah whenever i was younger i was always always wanted to go out and do runs i never missed football training never missed a match ever um and i was always interested in training and making myself better but there came a time i would say that i kind of fell out of love with training and just was like eating takeaways quite a lot and drinking quite a lot like i don't mean like drinking quite a lot as in going out and getting steaming but <laughs> yeah i was coming home and i was living with my, my girlfriend at the time and her mom and dad's and like having like two or three beers a night like after training and stuff and like just a uh, saturday after a match i was drinking and sunday after a match i was or after watching the football on tv and stuff i was having a few beers but like i just kind of got fed up with yeah. myself and i was constantly feeling like crap and didn't really didn't really know where to take it so i then started to go back to what i used to love doing which was training and i trained quite a lot in the the gym tech uh or the the gym tech and the tech. A gym? yeah it's actually Jesus, really I good even knew that, yeah. um they actually recently upgraded there to black box fitness oh, really? ones, yeah but the the gym in there whenever i was there was, was it free really good. like or did you have to pay extra so we sport students got it for free uh, right, um, right. and if there was no classes on anyone could go down yeah. and use it as long as there was a, a fitness instructor yeah. there so once we had our level two fitness instructor they basically allowed us to come because uh, you were qualified yeah, you were you, the fitness instructor yeah, yeah. so they were like you can welt away but, yeah so I, I kind of always loved training and always loved trying to push myself and better myself and then i kind of fell out of that rut or fell into that rut sorry and then wanted to basically better myself yeah. again and kind of just wanted to get out of the lifestyle that I, think, I was living you know anyone i've ever spoke to and if anyone's listened to tyler's podcast you know it's the same idea that getting stuck in that rut do you know what i mean and it could be anything it doesn't necessarily have to be you know training or going to the gym like it could be anything in life to be honest like i remember in like when i went to school like laurel hill and stuff i would have came home from school and i wasn't a loner like but i was just like i had my set mates and i wasn't that sociable like you know sort of like first to third year and i just sat in 
Like, I just came home on Friday to fr- or Monday to Friday, and I just sat and played PlayStation mm-hmm. all day, all night. And I'd have played sport, like, I played tennis and stuff, so I was still active on a Friday and Saturday and stuff. And I think Thursday as well, but, like, Monday to Thursday, I'd have never left the house. I'd have just came home, done my homework, played PlayStation. And to me, that was normal. Yeah. I didn't have any issue with that. And it was only as I kind of got older and, you know, I went out, I remember going to the cinema one time with, I think it was my brother and a few of his mates who are now like my best mates, but at the time I didn't know them and he, Alex was just like, yo, do you want to come out, you know, get yourself out of the house or whatever? Because I had my own group of mates, but you know what I mean? We went to the cinema on a Saturday night and that's all I'd have seen them that week apart from in school. And I was like, okay, I'll go. And from there, kind of, I was like, I'm missing out on this. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know this was even a thing. There was maybe like 15, 20 of us were out and stuff. And it was just, you know, some of them people now, like I don't even know. But a lot of them, you know, either are my best mates or, you know, I'd still class them as like part of my like friend group. And it was only whenever I was exposed to that that I went, what have I been doing? Like, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy playing the PlayStation and stuff. I still enjoy doing that. But it's not my first thing I want to do. Do you know what I mean? And it was from that I kind of realized, I was like, you know, you don't actually know what you're missing out on or not until you actually do it type thing. And it's the same with going up the morns, um, which I think is very topical, you know, at the minute for yeah. fitness and stuff. And, you know, obviously with lockdown, there's not a lot you can do. But I've always like, like I've done what, like my Duke of Eds and stuff and I've, you know, hiked in the Alps and all. And like, it was always kind of like, I always loved doing it. I've done it for years. And until like the lockdown there, like obviously in march all my mates every time i went up would have laughed at me yeah. being like what are you doing going up there mate that's so stupid like that's like what are you doing why don't you just play football or whatever and then whenever the lockdown came in then like they allowed you to leave the house for exercise like may june time they were like oh i've nothing else to do jordan do you want to go up the morns and i was like okay we'll go up the morns and every time like i brought them up at least at one point one of them's went you know what it's mad this is in our own backyard i didn't know this was here you know, and it was one of my mates the other day actually said to me, he goes, Jordan, like jokingly, he was like, why'd you never try and get us up before? And I was like, I did. You just thought it was stupid. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And now, like the first time we went hiking, we, like we done Donard in April, I think, or May time. No, it was June one. That was, I can't even remember the months. June when you were allowed to go. Yeah. And I was wearing my hiking boots and they laughed at me and I was like, what are you doing wearing them? Now half of them have went out and the bought bottom. a pair. Do you know what I mean? So it's the same idea. Like, None of them thought they'd enjoy any of that. Yeah. And then once they were exposed to it for the first time, they were like, fuck, what have I been missing out on? Yeah. You know, half of them are like every day. Oh, well, we'll go up the morns today. Do you want to go up tomorrow? Do you want to go up next week? We've actually got a group chat with like a bunch of boys in it who would have never been up before. And there's maybe like eight or nine boys in this group chat who like someone will just be like, oh, I'm going up today. Anybody want to come with me? And at least one person will be like, yeah, I'd love to come. I'll come. I can't come today, but we'll go next week. Yeah. And it is that, you know, it is getting out of that comfort zone. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I enjoyed, like, it was probably the same with you. Like, obviously, you didn't want to be a bin man your whole life. And, you know, you didn't want to be a lifeguard your whole life. But when you get into that routine and stuff, you're probably just like, ah, you know what? It's not, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? Um, Until you actually take that step and you're like, fuck, look what I've been missing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I just think, you know, it's the same with, obviously, training's a big thing. And I, like, I never used to go to the gym. When I was in school, I was always like, oh, can't be arsed, you know. I've Obviously, a lot of the thing that affected me was when you couldn't drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I was coming in from school, and if my mom and dad were working, and it was the middle of winter, I wasn't going to walk to the gym yeah. in the pissing rain, do you know what I mean? You almost feel like whenever you're younger that 
you don't need to go to the gym. And your like, metabolism's that high yeah. anyway. You could eat anything yeah. and be fine. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, it's sweet. But like, when it, once you get older, like a big thing for me was not even the the aesthetic side of it of you know the body shape, body composition, things like that. There, it was like I would have been at that point really anxious within myself and quite cautious and like I would have spoke, but to people but i would have been insecure like yeah. properly insecure like a lot of people yeah like i would have been really like anxious all all day every day as soon as i woke up till i went to bed i was feeling anxious that i had done something to someone or or whatever but like going and training and like in that aspect has helped majorly because it just clears your mind and like going out of your your comfort zone again and talking to different people and seeing things from a different perspective like helps you grow as a person and not just as like someone who goes to the gym and has you know wants to be aesthetic yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i do you know what you've actually you've, you've said something very important there about you know giving you better perspectives i have always been of the viewpoint that if you have a point to make or you want to say something i'll never shut anyone down mm-hmm. because of what they want to say and when I was younger, I was the complete opposite. I was like, right, oh, you don't agree with me. Fuck you. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not even listening to your viewpoint. Yeah. Whereas now I'm kind of like, okay, I might disagree with you. But at least if I can hear your viewpoint, you know, I can then try and understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, like even with going to the gym and stuff, a lot of people I know, like it's the same with going up the morning. So like before lockdown, they'd be like, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm just not going. Well, do you want to hear me out on why it's a good thing? No. I know myself. I don't want to go. I'm not going. And it's the same with going to the gym and stuff. A lot of people will just say, I'm not going. It's not for me. Yeah. How do you know it's not for you? Oh, it's just not for me. Do you know what I mean? I've never yeah. done it before. I'm not going now. And you're like, if you go and don't like it, fair enough. You tried like, it. Like, I know a lot of people hate the gym. And, you know, they're active and they play football. And, like, they're good at cardio. They go for runs. But they just hate the gym itself. Yeah. And if you hate it, fair enough. But you're never going to know until you try it. Do you know what I mean? Like, my mates had I went up the Moor Mountains and went, you know what? I hate this. Far enough. Do you Still know what I mean? Still have to climb back down. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. But at least you've tried it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing. You know, definitely opening yourself up to perspectives. Putting yourself out of your comfort zone. I think one of the things I like about the gym, right, is, as we were talking off air and stuff, I, I wouldn't say I have anxiety, but I get anxious when I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like I should do something. And I can't relax during a day unless I feel like i've done something productive and you know going to the gym coming home from the gym you know being wrecked like really tired and stuff you know good workout or whatever i'm more relaxed because i'm like right i've done something productive today i can like relax like chill out so it's kind of like i wouldn't go as far to say obviously it has mental health effects in terms of you know long term feeling good all that sort of stuff but even just in the short run during like in the course of a day just going to the gym makes me feel better because i'm like right i've achieved something mm. do you know what i mean that yeah. way i don't like i don't know if that's the same for you or any like or your clients you take or whatever but like it's a big part for why i go like it's a sense of accomplishment of like what are you going to do this like today like and you know i've been doing journaling quite a while and writing down basically my day and how i wanted to, to plan out and like it's sort of like it's a fear of failure yeah so like you know in that sense the way you're speaking is like you don't want this day to be a failure so you want to accomplish something before you go to bed or before you relax and chill out and like sometimes you do need that downtime 
Um, and like recently, I've had to realize that I need the downtime in order for like me to grow as a person. Do you really have any downtime with kids like that? <laughs> Between like eight and ten at night, yeah. whenever I get to watch TV for yeah, two hours. But like, like really like respecting that downtime and realizing that you need downtime and taking time away from whatever you may be doing, whether it be uni, whether it be work, your own business, your own training. In order for you to grow, you need to have time to look back and reflect and also like enjoy that downtime because then you're going to be itching to get back at it as well and your head's going to be filled with ideas of what you're what you really want to do i think that was the other day someone was saying to me about you know like i remember a few episodes ago i turned around and said i was like talking about you know how much a walk is useful and like adam smith i talked about like some british economist from years ago said you know the best thing for anybody is a long walk and it is kind of you know the guy the other day said to me he's like look he was reading something about the brain or something along those lines and he was saying like how basically if like there's a part of your brain's activated like that comes up with ideas and stuff and it's activated only when you're not doing anything Mm. do you know what i mean and i said like my response back to that was well if you're sitting in i don't know like you think of all the great ideas that have came in the past you know like them light bulb moments and you look at the likes of albert einstein or isaac newton like the the main idea of isaac newton is like he came up with the idea of gravity when he was sitting under a tree doing nothing do you know what i mean you never hear i like oh someone was out doing the bins or was out working as a waiter and all of a sudden this idea came into their head somebody was running a marathon and this idea just popped into their head it's always when you're not doing anything and i think you're right there you know that is a very important aspect is being able to relax do you know what i mean and even within a day like i would always say even if i'm busy like for example today i got up this morning had my breakfast and stuff sort of planned a wee bit for this then obviously i'm doing this and after this i'll have my dinner i'm working later when i'm finished work at like 11 i'll come home and i'll be like right i'm going to spend the next two and a half hours three hours just chilling yeah do you know what i mean watching tv playing playstation because i've been productive today Mm -hmm. A lot of people will be like, oh, no, I need to be productive. I need to do this. I need to do that. I can't rest. And that's just that's just not good for you. Do you know what I mean? You need that break. Regardless of work comes in your day, even if you just go to yourself, right, I need an hour here to chill out. Yeah. Do you There's know what I mean? a reason why your best ideas come when you're in the shower yeah. or on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, especially in the shower, you don't have your phone on you. But, like, you're in the shower. What else is there to think about? Your brain yeah. just opens up and it's like, well, what if I done this? Or, you know what happens if I took that route or it reflects on your life and it's like imagine if I didn't make that decision how different my life would have been right now and it opens up a whole you know a whole can of worms so to say and like it it is that downtime that opens it up like like you've just said yeah so like I kind of I don't really know how to say this but we don't like you talk about downtime but I think people can take that too far do you know what I mean um and i think i suppose like your role as a pt is probably trying to motivate people to not you know take that too far yeah. do you know what i mean and what would you say as a pt is the biggest like people obviously come to you all the time like all shapes and sizes you know different diets different issues and stuff but what would you say out of all those people not in terms of diet or anything like that but mindset like what sort of mindset do they come to you with like the majority of people who are wanting you know to sign up and stuff yeah the majority of people that like come to me they don't believe that they can do it like 
they've they might have seen pictures of before and afters of people who I've worked with or before and after pictures of myself and like it doesn't tell the true story and yes before and afters are great to see a transformation but you don't see the mindset changes there in in certain people and that's one thing that I find that majority of people struggle with is that they're always like I can't do that and you're like why and the because they don't have that self-belief and the one thing that I like always say to my clients is like I probably believe in you more than what you believe in yourself and that's what I'm going to get out of you is like that you can do this that this will become second nature to you that this will become your new lifestyle these will be your new habits and it's just about repeating and recurring them habits until you know like you said about the stone cutter at the start of the the podcast i was just about to mention that yeah Yeah. so like and then all of a sudden people are like bang oh he's just changed like dramatically but it it hasn't it's been months and months of work i think one of the quotes i i remember years ago i don't know why it's stuck in my head but basically this guy he used to manage southampton for a while used to play for liverpool forget his name but basically he was asked about you know poor runner results or whatever and he basically like he used like a gym analogy and he's like well when you go to the gym initially the only people like you don't see any progression at all do you know what i mean like you go to the gym five days in a row you're not going to notice any difference Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean straight away you might feel better but like physically you're not going to look any different and he was like you know after a few weeks you know chances are you'll notice a difference but other people who aren't paying as much of attention won't and then he was like you know after like a good while then people will be like oh fuck you look better you're in good shape do you know what i mean and it is that kind of idea like you know it is that stone cutter stuff at the start is People don't see what you do, like, especially in football and stuff, basketball, like, in the off-season. Like, people look at LeBron James. LeBron James is 36, been in the NBA since 2003. So it's that 17, 18 years, near enough. Mm. Nearly as long as I've been alive. <laughs> like, there's people in the NBA now, 17 years old, who were born when LeBron James was in his first season. Do you know what mm. I mean? And people look at him and go, oh, wow, what an athlete, like, and just assume it's because he's just naturally gifted that he's still at the highest level. People don't see the work he puts in, you know, yeah. in the off season when he's not playing, you know, his diet, his regime, you know, all that sort the of investment. stuff. Yeah, like he pays, he pays for a body coach. Like, it's not exactly a PT. I think it's more like a, you know, like he pays for a body coach who like, you know, looks after like his body in terms of like its health and aging and stuff. Yeah. More like, you know, the organs and stuff yeah. more than like muscle and stuff. But he also has, he has a PT, has like a nutritionist, is all that sort of stuff, you know, and that credit to him because he's, you know, got to where he is. Yeah. It's the same with Tiger Woods. Like, Tiger Woods' comeback a few years ago, or last year, one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. Like, people don't appreciate that literally two years ago, that guy couldn't walk. Yeah. Like, literally could not walk. And yet, here he is, you know, last year, winning a major championship. Do you know what I mean? And people just assume, oh, he's just, he had a bad back and he got better. Yeah people and just go oh he's amazing he's just an amazing athlete and just shrug it off as oh it's just pure talent but it's not do you know what i mean there's something that i've been like you're 100 percent right and there's something that i've been like reading about and it's kind of like the difference between goals and systems so people only see the goals and they don't see the systems that ultimately make the goals and there's a description in the book atomic habits and he's saying about how if there's a coach who wants to win the league, you know, this could be in any anything, but if he if his team, if he sets up his team with the right system to win games, ultimately they're going to win more games than what they lose. But if they just focus on their goal is to win a match, 
then that mightn't happen because the other team might have a better system. Yeah. Because winning will take care of itself if you have the right systems in place. And if you build on them systems, could be something as small as just making them that 1% better every single day. If that keeps going and keeps going and you go into their sleep and all this different stuff that you could go into. But if you focus on players' systems or anyone's systems towards goals, that's what gets the goals. Not just because you have a goal in sight doesn't mean... You know, winners and losers both have goals. Yeah. People yeah. seem to forget that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people seem to forget as well that for every, you know, super like hero comeback story or every like glory story or whatever, there's a loser. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And the thing, you know, that I find about what you were talking about earlier on, like or just there now, sorry, was it's that age old saying, you know, a broken clock's right twice a day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like you can fluke things, you can you know, like, if you play football and you're like, oh, we'll just go for the win. You can win a few games. Yep. Do you know what I mean? But it's the overall progress underneath that, that that's what matters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that kind of, you know, brings me on to a thing. Like, I've talked to a lot of PTs and stuff and a lot of people into fitness and all, and yourself included and stuff, who look at the likes of Slim and World, Weight Watchers and stuff. And, you know, some look on it with absolute disdain, you know, and then some just are like, well, that doesn't really work. Do you know what I mean? I think that's one of those examples of you're like a broken clock's right at least twice a day. Like you can keep up. Like yes, if you don't eat anything. Yeah. Like you're gonna be fucking. You're gonna lose weight. Gonna Do you know what I mean? Weight. Like if I eat five hundred calories a day for a month, obviously I'm gonna lose weight. But I can't continue to eat five hundred calories for a yeah. month because I'll die. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. It's yeah. the sustainability. You know. Do you know what it's like? It's like when new managers come into a football team. How many of them start winning games at the start? Yeah. And then they go back to being useless. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And kind of good example. Look at Sheffield United, right? Last year, where they got eighth or ninth or something in the league. Not bad, like. But then this year it was like, right, they're bottom of the league with two points and won a game mm-hmm. after like 16, 17 games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, they done well their first season, but you know it makes you think: was it just fluke? And it's yeah. kind of like a Weight Watcher stuff. Yeah, you might lose a few pounds here and there, but if you don't change your mindset and your overall you know goals because i think my issue with a lot of things like that is people will go in right they'll have a goal of losing five pounds in a month right yeah they'll lose the five pounds from basically eating nothing and then they'll be like right happy days i've lost my five pounds i'll reward myself with chinese yeah and you're like a bottle of wine yeah and you're like (laughs) what like do you know what i mean it is about as you say changing that mindset like so when you say about changing the mindset because a lot of stuff you do and talk about like i've noticed is and a lot of things, a lot of PTs are going down now. Is it's about sustainability, as you like you mentioned it a few seconds ago. And what do you mean by su- explain what you mean by sustainability in terms of like exercise and diet and stuff? Like, what do you mean when you say that to your clients and stuff? So, in terms of like sustainability, like I get them to envision their life, like not some sort of like guru Buddha or something, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like a simple question of like you know what would you like your life to look like in 90 days time? And then like ask them like, what would, what would you have to do in order to achieve that in 90 days time? You know, so that's basically the goal is what would you like your life to look like in 90 days time? And then the systems they would put in place. But in terms of like sustainability of where I come from is like, can, once you start this, like the foods that you're eating, like 
yeah, I set calorie intake. Like I don't give, you know, a specific nutrition plan. I don't say you have to eat chicken, rice and broccoli three times a day, seven days a week, because like, that's not sustainable. Very boring. Like, <laughs> if you're a bodybuilder, then fair like, enough. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. That's, that's your livelihood. But like for the average Joe, like myself and you, like it's not going to, that's going to be crap. Like, and you have to like basically see the future and you have to like see if you can continue to eat them foods and continue this pattern of lifestyle you know over the cross of one year two years three years ten years you know because then that way you're going to become a much fitter healthier version of yourself and you know like we you were talking about you know not ever the gym isn't for everyone so find something else that's active you know it could literally be cycling it could be walking it could be running swimming you know even picking up a sport like recreationally you know like going to play squash three days a week with your mates or something anything like that like but i you're right. I that's sustainable. There's a good analogy came into my head there. It's like Formula One tires. Mm. A Formula One car lasts max maybe twenty five, thirty laps. But in that time the Formula One cars go on round corners at hundred and twenty mile an hour. Yeah. A normal car tire lasts like I've had my car three years and all the tires are fine. Yeah. The mileage is a lot greater in my car than those Formula One tires. But yeah. the speed those Formula One cars have been going is like three times the speed of my car and it's like you know that age old saying it's like the brightest candle or the candle that burns twice as bright lasts half as long yeah and it is it's like yeah you might lose a lot more weight a lot quicker or you know doing weight watchers or fasting or you know stuff like that but then you'll put it on just as quick because it's not sustainable and you'll give up do you know what i mean and it's kind of one of those things like my mate the other day was looking at a we were having we're watching a match or something and he was looking at having a biscuit and he went to take a piece of shortbread, and he's like, oh, I can't have that, there's 35 calories or something in that. And I sort of thought to myself, okay, well, I would rather eat that piece of shortbread and then do an extra three minutes in the treadmill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. to me, that's more, like, I'd enjoy that more. Yeah. Like, because don't get me wrong, I don't like running. Yeah. But if I've already done a 30-minute run, three extra minutes is not, not going to make any run. difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But eating that, not eating that bit of shortbread... Or eating that bit of shortbread, sorry, will make me feel a lot happier. Do you know what I mean? That way, like, I think there's a way to look at it from that point of view. Like, you don't have to starve yourself. No. Like, the Um, way I I like to say to my clients is, like, you know, if you want that shortbread, eat that shortbread. If you want to have a Mars bar throughout the week, have it, but track it, and you'll soon realize, like... Not that I'm saying you'll soon realize that, oh, you're never going to eat a Mars bar again because (laughs) the calories aren't worth the volume of food. But, like, like... just enjoy it and like if you go over your calories by 200 that day drop them tomorrow to by 200 and like a thing that's became really popular within my team and my systems that i'm running is like banking calories has been a game changer for a lot of people so they've been explain what you mean because i've seen that yeah i've seen you post about that like what do you mean by banking calories so like obviously calories are set per day but it's over the course of the weeks and the months that's going to make the, the, the big difference. So if you have, say, 2,200 calories for the day and you know that you're going out at the weekend for a meal with your family, like obviously restaurants aren't open, yeah. but like say you're going out Saturday night for a meal or you want to order a takeaway. So you could effectively drop your calories by 200 every single day leading up to the Saturday. And then you're going to have two, four, six, eight. You're going to have a thousand yeah. calories there, you know. It's a medium pizza from Domino's. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like you can have that without feeling guilty. And it just switches people's mindset, mindset yeah. towards 
oh, fuck, if I eat this pizza, I'm going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel sluggish. And, you know, I'm going to set myself back in that whole week's training and eating well has been ruined. But banking them calories, you're still in the calorie deficit. You're still dropping weight throughout the week. You can enjoy a pizza at the weekend and, you know, even a couple of beers. And because there's no one that loves pizza and beers yeah. more than what I do. Like, <laughs> you know, and I just factored into my lifestyle. If I didn't have that, then I went cold turkey and cut everything out. Like, it, like I'd be bored shitless. Yeah. I think, it, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that's a big, especially when I started going to the gym and stuff, I think that's a big misconception a lot of people have is what you eat. Like, you go, if you want to lose weight or you want to put muscle on, you have to, as you say, you know, eat rice, chicken, broccoli every day of the week if you don't eat five pieces of fruit and veg a day you're gonna die you know like stupid shit like that like oh if you have a chocolate bar you know you're gonna put on about 10 stone like it's that sort of you know mindset and that's very interesting you say that because a lot of people i know who you know have been to weight watchers or are on a diet or whatever in general like it doesn't have to be anything to do with a company just on a diet in general they'll always say like oh can't eat that i'm on a diet my calories for today yeah. Like, if I eat that, I go over my calories for today. And it's interesting that you go, you know, you don't have to look at the calories daily. Yeah. It can be a weekly, it can be a monthly thing. And it's kind of like, if you think even over the course of a month, let's say you want one night, you know, where you want to get absolutely blinded and you want to just go out. Like, for example, let's say Christmas dinner or something. Yeah. You know you're going to go out, you're going to have a three-course meal, you're going to get blocked. You're going to go to a nightclub after, you're going to have, you know, a lot of alcohol, put it that way. Start of the month, you cut 200 calories each each day, which isn't, like, you think 200 calories cutting out a day is not a lot. No. Like, eating, a, like, a bar, like, a Mars bar is, what, like, 100 and something? Yeah. Probably near, probably near 200. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, it's like not having a Mars bar every day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But if you do that, by the end of the month, you'd have 4,000 calories yeah. to go on your Christmas dinner and... You wouldn't even notice. You're quicker at maths than me. I was trying to figure out. <laughs> I'd have to get a chat uh, yeah. right now. I'm fucking glad, man. That's fucking decent economics degree. It comes in handy somewhere. <laughs> but like, you're right though. Do you know what I mean? And when you look at it that way, cutting out a Mars, but you don't even notice that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't even. And it's the same with. And I'd, if you want to have a Mars bar on a Friday night, have it. Have it. Yeah. And it's not going to make. It's not going to. No. Like it's. You've re- saved yeah, up a thousand exactly. calories. You know. Like. And I. Do you know what it's like? It's kind of. You were talking earlier on. You know about that rock and the stone and stuff. Yeah. And about people only noticing a change when it happens, not before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people see, oh, he's went from here to here. I have no idea. I couldn't do that. Because people assume it's like an instant thing. Yeah. And it's the same with like, you know, anything you do in life. Like me, for example, I like I graduated there, like most people know, like in June. And that was three years, you know, came out with a with, with my degree. And I remember sitting in fourth year in school being like, right kind of had an idea what I wanted to do, wanted to get a university degree, right? And I was like, that's fucking, I'm what, fifth or fourth year, I have fourth year, fifth year, lower and upper sixth, three years uni, that's seven years. And I was like, Jesus, like I remember doing my first GCSE exam in May and fourth year, because you used to like split the English yeah. between years. And I came out of it and I was like, how many more exams am I going to have until, you know, like I actually graduate? And I kind of shit myself a wee bit. Yeah. But then, like sort of without even knowing because they all came like you know you take them one at a time yeah like you take them you know i sort of took them each sort of exam season at a time so it was like gcse's there was january and then may you took each at a time yeah a levels was always the summer you took each at a time and then uni was just kind of like 
you'd maybe like six essays a year, seven essays a year. You just took them all one at a time. And before you know it, you've graduated. Do you know what I mean? And it is when people take things small. And it's the same climbing mountains and stuff. See, when you go to climb a mountain and you look at it, you're like, Jesus. Yeah. How am I ever getting getting up that? But see if you just take it as right. We'll go to the next break. Or we'll walk till it's f- the next flat bit. Yeah. Do you know what? I usually do that. Like, I'm like, oh, it's a bit steep. I'll keep going until it levels out a bit. Yeah. Then I'll take a wee break. And when you do it like that, you're at the top and you're like, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how- people always ask themselves, like, how do I lose 10 kilo or how do I lose 20 pounds? Start off by the first one yeah. and build on it and get after it. And once you lose your first pound, go on to your second pound. Once you lose your second, go on to your third. And you get into a rhythm of doing that, and like, but you don't see it as right. Twenty pounds, I want to lose. I've only lost five here. Yeah, you know, you see it as <laughs> like that's yeah. obviously you've still fifteen pounds to go. But if you take it as one at a time, then it's like right, great. I've lost five consecutive pounds here, and I'm going to keep going. I want that sixth. And then before you know it, you've hit your twenty pounds, and you then you people look at you and they're like. He's just lost twenty pounds. Yeah, I don't know where. I didn't know where. And he's like, But you've been dying to get <laughs> yeah. that one pound <laughs> yeah. off at the start, yeah. you know. Yeah, like um I know exactly what you mean, because it's the same with cardio. Like when I'm running, like I don't do a lot of cardio. I don't like it. Do you know what I mean? Um I don't know why. I've just never like see even playing football when you were younger, I used to like hate running. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I remember we yeah, like when I was playing years ago, like and we were playing um I can't remember who we were playing, but basically I was playing for Crusaders, and it was right after Linfield had played. So my brother and all and stuff were playing, and they were sitting watching. And I basically, your man, well, I was playing center half, right? And the guy had took it round the other like midfielder and was running at me, took it past me, and I just stood there. Like, I ran, so it was maybe like the halfway line. You know, when you're younger, it was like, oh, get to the halfway line, you know, stop at the halfway line, like the back line. So your man took it past me i ran after him for a while got to maybe halfway between the halfway line and the 18 yard box and i knew i wasn't going to catch him so i just stopped just give up. i literally <laughs> literally it just stopped in the middle of the like the pitch and i was like what like i literally do you know what i mean like literally there was no movement there was no like and I don't know what was going you didn't through even my head. Re- like realize you'd done it. No, like, like I literally thing? just, I literally just stopped and, like my, uh, the first time I realized I'd done something wrong was when my manager turned around and was like, "Jordan, Jordan, what the fuck?" You know, like that. And I was yeah. like, I was like, "What?" And he was like screaming at me, and I was like, "What?" And then after I'd finished, my dad was like, "Why did you just stop there?" And I was like, "I have no idea." And he was like, <laughs> "You know, you should just keep running." And I kind of went why and he was like well just don't give up do you know what i mean no yeah. matter what just don't give up and i was like but i was never going to catch him and he's like yeah but that's not the point because you never know what could have happened from that situation exactly mate do you know what i mean and like he could have went through like he didn't miss but if he'd have went through you know hit it round the keeper maybe hit the crossbar and then from hitting the crossbar you know i could have got the rebound or yeah. do you know what i mean that way or else you could have done enough to put him off exactly mate do you know what i mean but i just was like nah fuck What's it the and point? That was just because it was like, I'm never going to catch him. I can't be arse running here. And it's the same with like over the first lockdown, everybody was out doing cardio and, you know, like the 5K and 5Ks stuff. 5Ks on Instagram. Which was, you know, putting it on Instagram and stuff, you know, like fuck's sake. But like, it was good to get people out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, But 
I started, you know, running, not for that. I just started running because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I had no real gym equipment in the house and stuff. And obviously, you're only allowed an hour of exercise a day, like outside. So, like, going for a run was kind of, you know, what got me out of the house. And it also was, like, the only exercise I could actually yeah. do. Now, like, I just go on that rowing machine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I started doing this running and stuff. And honestly, mate, see it right at the start. I was like, fuck, like, the first 500 meters. I remember the first day I went first 500 meters like i was like i hate this how like i don't know how and it wasn't like i knew i was fit enough to do a 5k but it's i just mentally it's mentally it. doing it because it bores me yeah but like i then started taking it you know was like you know we were talking about you know taking it a day at a time it was almost taking it like a kilometer at a time yeah because i had my phone like the night running up yeah so like it would beep yeah. every kilometer or you could set it to every 500 meters and it can, or whatever. like tell you on your headset yeah as it well. speaks to you and stuff um so i was like right just go to the first k and then when you get the first k out of the way it's like right that wasn't that bad yeah get the next k out of the way okay that wasn't that bad next one next one and then before you know it you've done 5k yeah. do you know what i mean and it's the same with you know that like the rowing machine i have in my garage obviously because it tells you in front of you how you know far you're far going you're or whatever going. so when i first started it i was like right i'll go for 2k and you know, I was getting through it and I was like, fuck, 500 meters is going to be a nightmare here. Got to 500 meters and I was like, right. It's kind of one of those situations where it's like, right, I'll do 2K. Because I've never done a rowing machine before, it's like, right, I'll do 500, maybe take a breather, go again. But then when I got to 500, it was like, right, I'm not that bad, actually. I'll just keep going. And then I got to 2K and I was like, why don't I just do another kilometer? And then I was like, right, I'm at 3K. I might as well do five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean that way? And I think that mentality helps a lot. Like, if you rationalize things and like compartmentalize stuff down to smaller, you know, easier tasks, it's easier to like do the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who sort of now like over this lockdowns and stuff like that there that's been happening, like they want to work on their general fitness. Like, yes, we have the, whenever the gyms are open, we have the luxuries of the gym of all the equipment there and yeah. no one really wants to go into the treb into the gym and go on a treadmill. So like people are wanting to go out for run and runs and like see how quick they can do a kilometer, see how quick they can do 2K, see how quick they can do their 5Ks. And a lot of people who have spoke to me about running 5Ks are like, I can't get the motivation to go. And I'm just like, just start. Like, yeah. don't focus that you're going out to do a 5K. Start your watch. Don't focus on time. Don't focus on like, I want to do a 5K in under 30 minutes, under 25 minutes. You know, yes, that's something that you can progress to. But if you're only starting off doing 5Ks and you've never ran 5K in your life and you're like, right, I see all these boys doing 5Ks in 23 minutes. I want to I want to go out and run that. It's not going to happen unless you're like extraordinary. But like a lot of people that I advise is just like, just start running. Like don't focus on you've got 5K to do. Focus on getting started, getting into breathing and get into a rhythm of running. Because once you get into a rhythm of running and you get into the rhythm of breathing, it becomes easier. You yeah. get that sort of second wind that people talk about. And it's like you become comfortable in that situation. The heart then calms down. Once you start running, the heart's like, right here, I need to pump a wee bit faster. It shits itself yeah. at the start and then it realizes what's going on. Yeah, and then you need to get, it It starts to slow down. And that's whenever you find your rhythm, you find your time, you find your pace. And all of a sudden you've done your 5K and you're like, fuck that was actually quite good yeah, it's almost like oh i could just keep going here if i wanted to yeah like people do hit the 5k and they're just like i'm just going to keep going like i had a plan in uh for a fella 
it's a sort of a split session. So he was doing some um, intensity training and then he had, a, he had a one kilometer run in the middle and it was timed. And then he was coming back to do his other intensity training at home. And he texted me and he was like, mate, I know I was meant to do a 1K for time, but I felt good. So I just went and done a five. And he was I was, he was like, is that okay? And I was like, of course it is. Like, And he was like, do you want my 1K time? And I was like, nah, you're sweet because his, his 5K times are ridiculous. Like really, really good. So like if he felt like going out and doing a 5K, like while he was meant to be doing only a 1K, it shows that he hit that 1K mark and was like, I feel good. But th- that's because the heart's calmed down. You know, the body's calmed down. You're in a more relaxing state whenever you're out there. You know, once you hit a certain, you know, um, moment and you just want to keep going and he just he just kept going until he hit the 5k and it was a impressive time like i think it's kind of like i find that really weird like the sec like you talked about a second wind and stuff and like it's in any sort of physical activity you do like you could be lifting weights you could be running you could be swimming you could be climbing a mountain you know it's every time you start you're like fucking hell how am i doing this how am i ever <laughs> going to get up this mountain how am i ever going to you know do this 5 10k and then it's almost like halfway through you don't even realize it happening it's kind of like when you have that guy's talking to my mate the other day about energy drinks and stuff when you have an energy drink it's not like in the movies where you drink it and all of a sudden you're bouncing from the ceiling your eyes light up yeah like limitless or something yeah, yeah bradley <laughs> cooper yeah it's more like you just real you just feel normal again like yeah. if you're really tired like, I was going to the mornings the other day, and, like, I was driving, and the sun was really low, because it was the morning, and it was making, like, I was tired, and the sun was shining in my face. It was making me want to fall asleep. So I was, like, I had a monster in the car. I was, like, right, I need that. Like, I didn't even know it was there. Well, I knew it was there, but I wasn't planning on drinking it. But I was, like, fuck it, I need that, because I'm going to fall asleep here. And as soon as I took it, ten minutes later, my eyes just weren't wanting to close. That was the only yeah. thing it did. And it's the same with, like, you know, that second wind. It's not like you're be climbing a mountain or on a run and all of a sudden you'll just be like fuck i like i can just sprint a marathon here run up the hill here it's almost like you get to a point where you don't get any worse yeah you know what i mean it's like you think you're about to hit that cliff and you're like right i'll just run to this lamppost or and then you get to that lamppost and you're like right i'm actually all right i'll run to the next one but that'll be me yeah and then you get there and you're like oh just one more just one more and then before you know it as you say you've done your 5k you've done your 10k and you're like how the fuck do i even figure out how to do that do you know what i mean it's like that quote, I can't remember the girl who said it, but it's a really famous quote. Like, everyone will have heard it before. It's like, our greatest fear isn't that we're inadequate. It's that we're, like, powerful beyond measure. Coach Carter? Is it? That's in Coach Carter? In yeah, Coach but Carter. it's some woman wrote it. And that, you're right. <laughs> I forgot, like, yeah. That's the only yeah. thing it recognizes oh, me. Like, Coach Carter oh, is like, but, um, like, that's a great quote. Do you know what I mean? And it is, no, I'm not saying people are, like, fear, like, I'm not saying people shit themselves, like, oh, I can run a 5k oh fuck but it's yeah. like the idea that people always underestimate yeah. their own ability like people believe like they really if they're sitting in the house and they're like right i'm gonna go run a 5k and they haven't done it in weeks like there is a lot of people out there that they don't want to go out and attempt to do a 5k because they feel like they're not going to make it they're going to have to stop and they're going to have to walk for a bit and if you do stop and you walk for a bit like who gives a shit you're still like getting steps in and you're, stuff you're you know out I mean? there doing more than majority of the people that are doing anything right now because there is a lot of people who are probably falling victim to circumstances and they're like i don't want to do anything i'm just going to drink and i'm going to sit and i'm going to order takeaways and i'm going to binge on netflix and then all of it like look how quick last you know last year went like yeah, don't even start me scary like, i know 
like and there'd be a lot of people that will regret certain things that you know they had all this time and they didn't use the full potential of it whereas they potentially might just you know they can fall victim and it's no it's no no one's fault like i'm not blaming people that are doing that and like but a lot of people will realize that they might have missed an opportunity there and there's like there is no better time to start anything than than now than yeah. whenever you're thinking about it like what's the worst that can happen you know if you fail you fail you tried and like you know the only business or the only thing that ever is ever a failure is the one that you don't start yeah like if you start something it could lead on the paths to do other things you know for example i started and i wanted to do wanted to get myself in better shape you know and like add all like all the knowledge and you know training on nutrition and stuff like that there but i went and i got accountability and it led to me doing what i do now and it's helping people and i want to help people and make it easier for people to get into shape and like it's you never know what what sort of opportunities can lead to or it's kind of i had a basically i was having a conversation a while back with somebody um it was about economics but it's quite applicable to like people over lockdown and stuff and it's like whenever there's a recession right the bog standard like old sort of mindset was that if a country was in a recession and wasn't doing well and nobody had any money you had to like as the government stop spending money and stuff which seems to make sense Mm -hmm. there's no money don't spend money yeah but what that meant was was because the government didn't spend money people didn't have any money to spend so businesses just kept going bust it was like right we've no money so we're not going to like you have no money to spend in the economy so we're going to give you even less money to spend in the economy yeah so the economy's going to do shit Whereas this guy, John Maynard Keynes, came along and he was like, no, what you need to do in a recession is spend money as the government. Yeah. Give people, you know, I don't know, like reductions in their mortgages, you know, give them like vouchers and stuff to go out and spend. And if you give them that money, you can worry about getting it back later. Yeah. And it's kind of, it sounds counterintuitive, but it's kind of, you know, that eat out to help out scheme. That's yeah. what that was. It was like, right, restaurants have done shit instead of you know, reducing how much money we're spending on them because of no money to spend. We'll give people money. We'll worry about getting it back in years through yeah. tax or whatever. And it's kind of the same way with, like, people over lockdown and people in general. Like, a lot of people, like like most people, everybody, let's be honest, prefers the easy option. Yeah, of course. And the easy option, you know, in the sense of the economy is just don't spend money. Yeah. Whereas if you get up and spend the money, which is not the easy thing to do because it's counterintuitive. Yeah. It's like kind of if... You wake up in the morning, right, and you don't feel good. You feel right. You're tired, right? The only thing that's really going to wake you up is probably doing exercise. Yeah, but you don't want to do it. But it's counterintuitive. It's like, how does that work? And you yeah. only realize the benefits Once further down the line. Yeah. And it's the same way, you know, like spending money during a recession. The government are like, right, that doesn't make any sense. But then they try it, and then afterwards, the economy gets out of a recession, and they realize fuck that was the right thing to do it helped do you know what i mean so it is it's like a mental thing it doesn't make you know it goes against a very our very instinct and it's the same with like binge eating and stuff we i remember reading a book you call it sapiens right i was talking i mentioned it to you before i don't think so it's basically about like uh it's called sapiens a brief history of humankind it's basically this book that charts like human history from like us being you know like basically swinging from trees to like you know conquering the globe and space and stuff 
And in it, the guy makes a point about binge eating and stuff and talks about, you know, it's basically the part, the chapter is about how we are like affected by our like ancestral traits and stuff. And like we haven't developed enough, you know, evolutionary, like on our evolutionary path to like get rid of that stuff now, even though we don't need it. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned like binge eating and he said, if you came across a, I don't know, a tree full of berries like 20,000 years ago, the best thing you could do. You couldn't store the berries. You didn't know where to put them. The best thing for you to do was eat as many as you could before some other tribe ate it or some animal ate it or they went off. And he like directly linked that to binge eating. And he was like, humans, like if you open, you open a packet of Pringles, how many people open a packet of Pringles and go, you know what? I'm only going to have a few. Yeah. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Their advert that literally yeah, says. It's the same. Like I was sitting last night watching the TV and. I had like a bag of all Christmas sort of, you know, like sweets and stuff yeah. I got for Christmas. Because I'm kind of that awkward age now where it's like, what gifts do you really buy somebody? Fuck all. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you can't not get them nothing. So here's sweets. And I was sitting and I opened a packet of Haribos. And I was sitting and I had a few and I was like, right, I'll leave it. Have a few no more. Then two minutes later, I'm sticking my hand back in the bag. And then two minutes later, the bag's empty. And I'm like, fucking hell. Like, just add all them. How'd that even happen? But it is, you know, it's that biological trait in your head. that yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, you know, the urges you get. Yeah. It's like. The cravings. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it, it's, it's the same with a, lot, with a lot of things. Like, humans don't like exercise. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. We like doing exercise in the sense of, you know, getting out, walking and stuff. After. Yeah. But during it, before it, people, like you think 10,000 years ago, you're living, you've just had your dinner or, you know, you're chilling because you've done, like, you've got your hunt or whatever. You need to conserve your energy. Yeah. So, like, it would not be in your interest to go and run a 10K because <laughs> then by the time you get back, if you're fucked, then there's a saber-toothed tiger on you and you're wrecked. Some you know boy what I mean? with a spear run yeah. the 10K. And by that point, you're fucked. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's We're, what I'm picturing. Yeah, right yeah but that's that's how yeah. ridiculous. You yeah. know, like, it's how times change and civilization changes. And it's like, our brains haven't changed enough yeah. to, like, tell us, right, you're not a hunter-gatherer anymore. Yeah. You haven't just went and hunted a lion. You need to actually do exercise. You haven't done vigorous activity. Yes, like, exactly. Like they are doing vigorous activity every single day yeah. because so to survive, we when don't they, have to do that no, anymore. Exactly. But our brain still tells us that we've done that. Yeah. Like, oh, we've had the physical activity. Relax. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or if you don't eat that packet of Haribos, a mammoth's going to eat it on you or someone's going to come in and kill your whole tribe and eat it <laughs> on you. Like as much as you don't actually think that, that's what your that's brain is telling on. you. So like it is hard. Do you know what I mean? Like it's ingrained in us not to worry about you know getting our ten thousand steps in yeah. and to binge eat so to get over stuff like that you know like and that's why i would always say you know progress in anything is important like if you've never ran before if you run 500 meters and call it a day yeah next day even if you run 510 yeah 520 556 you know what i mean like it's a progress and just getting started that's why it's important to reflect oh yeah 100 percent as yeah. well like there's a lot of people who or they probably go to the gym, you know, they've been going to the gym for six, seven months, you know, they've been doing really well. Like you can see changes, but people overall aren't happy. And that's why it's important to also like keep track of things, like keep a logbook of, you know, you've got my fitness pal, you can track your food, 
you can keep a log you can buy log books on ebay for like 13 quid where you can track your lifts so your ma's probably got like all sorts of notebooks lying around the house <laughs> and stuff do you know what i mean you just steal one yeah just steal a jotter and like write stuff <laughs> yeah. down like if you track and you like not telling everyone to journal but like if you write down things that happen and like small wins throughout the day like they they add up to over six seven a year time you know six seven months to a year's time they all add up to a huge amount of growth that you can look back on and be like i've actually came a long way like i used to do this every day as a daily habit and now i'm doing this without even thinking about it and you're you're probably you're more than likely going to be in a better position because if you're doing something for that amount of time you're doing it one because you enjoy it it makes you feel good and you're getting the results so it's also important to reflect so it's it's good to keep them sort of wee notes it doesn't have to be a full-scale journal it could literally be like i ran 5k today you know time six months later i ran another 5k look at the time like stuff like that there are i i sat on a saturday night and i Ben's like mad watching Netflix, eating everything. And then all of a sudden in six months time, you're like, I enjoyed a takeaway and I had an ice cream afterwards, but I could still, I, I still enjoyed that time just as much, probably even more than what you did when you sat in that Maltesers, Ben and Jerry's, Chinese, then got hungry later on that night again, that ordered a kebab, you know, you're probably still going to enjoy that time as well. And it's important to reflect on the growth and how you, how you move forward. I think there was a there was a guy in the gym once when I first started going to the gym and he had the logbook out with a pen and paper and stuff. And I sort of looked at him, like obviously not knowing, you know, what the crack was. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing with that? <laughs> and then like I asked like the guy I was with and he's like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, to record like your progress and stuff. Yeah. And I, to be fair, I have a habit of not doing that. So like I'll go to the gym, let's say I do an exercise with like 16 kg or whatever. And then I'll come back to that exercise a week later and yeah. be like, what weight did I use last week? And then I could go and do it with 14 kg or 20. Yeah. And then the week after, I'll do the same thing. I'll be like, so it could go 16, 20, 14, yeah. 16, 18. And don't get me wrong, you know, it's better to do that than not do anything. Yeah. But it makes a lot more sense, you know, to like keep track of it. Track. And I've tried to keep track of it, you know, more now than yeah. I would have. And it does get, you know, it helps because it makes you know, you know, like if I go in and I'm like, right, was this 16 last week or 18? And then let's say I left the 18 and I'm like, right. If I knew for a fact it was 16 and I'd went up to, I'd feel better about it. Yeah. Whereas when you're not sure, even if you're still doing the same progress, you yeah. don't feel as good. Do you know what I mean? That way. And like it does, you know, keeping track of things and stuff. And it's the same with like kind of investments and stuff. Um, Like there's a thing that I remember reading a book on it like and I mentioned it in podcast a while back about investing and stuff and basically it's about like long-term investing and mm -hmm. stuff and the guy basically says in it that in the short run you know over the case of a few weeks a few months whatever it'll fluctuate you know up and down and he was like just ignore it yeah. he's like in the long run it, you'll reap your rewards yeah and he's like you know maybe one year your investments might go up 30 percent the next year they might go down 10 but overall that's a 20 percent gain yeah and he was like, you know, like, it's kind of the same, like, applicable thing. Like, you think over lockdown and stuff, a lot of people are going to, like, have put on weight, obviously, like, naturally. Like, yeah. like I remember your man, James Smith, yeah. talking about, you know, he was like, so what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's normal. You Doesn't can't matter. do shit. No. But if you think, let's say five years ago, you maybe weighed 15 stone. You got it to this year. 
to like 12 stone and then you've put a stone back on but then you lose that again next year yeah then over that seven year period you've lost five stone yeah you know don't look at the like don't let small things you know get you down and stuff and it's the same with like daily things yeah like people will go to the gym one day like i know people like this and it baffles me like they'll go to the gym one day you know do like mad session an hour and a half they'll come in the next day and do 20 minutes yeah and they're raging about it yeah i'm like but mate it's because they're sore as fuck yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and they're fucking tired but i'm like over those two days you've done basically two hours yeah if you'd have done an hour each day you wouldn't be complaining yeah so what's the difference yeah and we were talking about you know steps and stuff and like if your average steps like that's they always talk about average yeah. no one ever says daily it has to be daily like if i do forty thousand steps today and none tomorrow that's an average of twenty thousand steps over two days yeah you know what i mean whereas people will be like oh i've been lazy today yeah and it's you know just make up for it yeah and we talked a lot about people who you know on one ex- like one extreme who don't exercise and stuff you get loads of people on the other extreme yeah that exercise too much and it's you know taking that taking rest days and stuff the amount of people i know who are like oh can't take a rest day i have to go i have to do this and all need them like and you're like mate fucking chill out do you know yeah. what i mean like that's almost as bad if not worse do you know yeah. what i mean than doing nothing like because you're never going to grow that way do you know what i mean it's um like consistency always wins like no matter what like if you do something for a sustained period of time you're always going to win like you know there is going to be times whenever you get drops in motivation and there's going to be times whenever you don't want to do anything and like if you don't feel like going to the gym go and do something else yeah. like get your steps in you know do something less vigorous go and get your steps in if you don't feel like getting your steps in go for a cycle if you don't feel like going for a cycle go for a swim and if all that fails just sit and chill out like in the grand scheme of things it's not going to make a big difference and that's like a lot of people are either one end of the scale or the other they it's, it's all or nothing which is never going to work like if if I continued to eat the way that I was doing before the likes of photo shoots and stuff like that there, I'd be a miserable bastard. Like, you'd probably you know. be near dead. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd be miserable. But, like, I personally, like, I would never force any of my clients to go and do a photo shoot. If someone approached me and asked me, could you help me get in shape for a photo shoot? I've been training X, Y, and Z, but I want that wee bit, bit of push. If they came to me asking me, then I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. I will then tell them that it's going to be hard work. Like, Tyler... Like I told them, yeah, that's going to be hard work. Like you're going to feel like shit on days, but it will be worth it. And like, it's not getting to that sort of photo shoot lean. It's not healthy. Like, you know, adding on a bit of pounds afterwards and you're eating pizza and you're feeling good. And it's no coincidence that your best sessions come two or three weeks after. And ultimately you look better two or three weeks after than what you do on your photo shoot. Like you feel physically better. And you will look better because you're more filled out because your muscles, you you know, you've got water in your muscles, you've got glycogen levels in your muscles and like you feel good. Like you've probably been eating that much, you that much energy. Yeah. Like, like what's that you called? You just like, want to train. Boxers and stuff and, you know, like marathon runners and all like, what's the accent? You'll know, you'll, you should know the name. Like I have no idea. Like is it carbohydrate loading or something? Oh, so you, you carb, carb load? load? Yeah. Like that's probably like kind of, you know. Yeah. So basically what you can do is like, there's a few different aspects that people take and it's like so before a photo shoot a lot of people will drop carbs completely out or you can drop carbs down to a certain amount of grams a day and like if you've done that throughout like say if you've done people do two days of low carb 
around 100 odd grams and then they'll do like 300 grams of carbs on a training day because it gives them more energy because they've got more food and like carb is carbs is obviously the source that we utilize the most for for training so like it's something that people do and it does work but for majority of people they don't want to be going into that sort of details they want to like they want to look after their caloric intake and they want to move more and ultimately that's what's going to get them into better shape and you know i've always said like you don't go to the gym to lose weight you go to the gym to build a better body you you like body composition like if you want to simply lose weight eat less and you know walk more yeah be be active more and it's like a lot of people don't get it like a lot of people will have come into january and they'll be like i want to lose i want to lose weight oh fuck the gyms have just closed ah sure i'll just wait till the gym's open but there's a lot of stuff like just move more and eat less and like there's neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis which is basically doing your daily tasks and like keeping on top of your steps like being more active without planned activity so it's like you don't plan if you plan to go for a walk it's planned activity yeah you know if you are just like right i'm gonna i'm gonna nip to the shop here and you just so happen to walk and then you're like right i'm gonna just keep walking give you the perfect example before you go on you're parked behind my mum, right my mum's going to do a run at the pit like you know the pitches at the bottom of the street and I went in and I goes, oh, do you need Mally to move? And she was like, well, I was going to drive down, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to walk. Yeah. That's the perfect example right there. Getting your need up. Like if you like sit, park further away, like if you're going to Tesco's park further away, you're going to add an, an extra couple of steps. And if you're going to the coffee shop, park further away, you know, if you're, there's a lift there and there's steps there, take the steps, you know, all them wee simple things add up. Do you know what I would always do? Um, and it's weird i don't know why but like see if i'm in a shop and i have you know i'm getting a lot of things instead of getting a trolley i'll deliberately get a basket choose to carry it so as i have to carry <laughs> it do you know what i mean not yeah. like it's i don't know why it's like a mental thing in my yeah. head it makes me feel better like if i'm standing with the basket and it's ripping the arm off me yeah. i'm like you know what if i haven't been to the gym and i've only went for walks or something it's like you know what at least it's doing something Let's do, do you know what i mean curls. yeah yeah i was sitting <laughs> in that line but like it probably doesn't do that much but it makes me feel better yeah. do you know what i mean that way and i'm kind of like if i can why not do you and know if you've done mean? that every single day that yeah. you went to the shop like it's gonna make a bigger right, difference mate, exactly do yeah. you know what i mean um yeah like that that's an interesting thing like with the gym and stuff because like talking about you know gaining and losing weight and stuff muscles heavier than fat so if you're put, like the th- like people talk about losing weight losing weight and stuff and yet people that are in the gym that are in you know like bodybuilders and stuff are talking about putting on weight yeah like i find that you know you kind of there's something going on there like if you're if people are you know lifting muscle to put on weight people want to grow people yeah <laughs> people are going to the gym putting on like lifting weights to put on muscle to lose weight doesn't mm-hmm. really make any sense yeah now don't get me wrong obviously you know if you lift muscle and stuff it's not going to do you any harm and you know it'll probably increase your metabolism to the point where when you're not doing anything you'll probably lose more weight yeah. but like you don't have like if you want to lose weight you know like the easiest thing to do is just not eat like and people always say like you know you know diet is such a high percentage of what you do and i know a few mates of mine who don't like you know like sports science and stuff at uni and all yeah and they tell you the exact same thing it's like it doesn't matter how often you're in the gym you know, obviously it helps, but if your diet's shit, yeah. But like, you don't even have to change your diet that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, people think, oh, I've got a diet. 
I can't eat anything. And like as we said before, you know, talking about, you know, just cutting out a Mars bar, cutting out that sort yeah. of stuff and all. And it's kind of like one of those things that surely, like if you're going to the gym lifting weights, you're going to the gym, you know, you're doing cardio and you're eating a wee bit less. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It, like say for example, say if there was a person that sat, they were working from home at the minute and they ate breakfast, lunch, dinner and had a snack at night and they were averaging like 2,000 steps and they weren't gaining any weight, they weren't losing any weight. But if you said to that person, right, eat the exact same, you know, they're not eating like crap food, yeah. they're they're eating good, wholesome food and they wanted to lose weight. You say to them, right, I want you after work to, to try and hit your ten to 12,000 steps. They're going to start losing weight and it's just simply being active more. You don't have to change the diet all the time. It's just, it's being, it's being more knowledgeable with your food and making sure that you're not eating crap because people don't realize what sort of calories are in foods. Like they just eat them and it's like... Do you know what's mental? See the amount of calories in sugar? Yeah. Mate, I was looking that up the other day and Jesus, like... It's, it's mad. It's one of the worst things that you can, that you can actually But nobody ever says thing. anything nah. about... Like, do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> like I was looking at like like I take like I take a lot of sugar in my tea, and I used to take like three. Now I've cut it down to kind of like one and a half. It was two on for a while. Mate. I know. Like I was looking at the amount of calories and sugar, and I'm like, I maybe have, I don't know, six cups of tea a day, <laughs> and I'm having you know two sugars in each. Like yeah. that's twelve spoonfuls of sugar. Yeah. And I was like, gee, like it was the other day. I was having breakfast. Actually, that made me think. I was like, right, I've had tea here. Now I'm down to one sugar and a half. My plan is to get it to half a sugar by the like sort of three four months from now because if you like half a sugar compared to three that's every cup is six times yeah. less do you know what i mean and uh or else i'll have a bigger cup with the same amount of sugar <laughs> in it so it's not, not needing any later but like i was looking at it it's like right i've sugar and a half near two sugars in this tea i've had weed which i sprinkle with sugar on top because she get on the sweetener mate, on the candorel mate honestly <laughs> see like i see weed without like sugar or something on it mate even i couldn't eat it go for like a, even a natural replacement of natural honey honey i i used to i used honey in my tea for a while yeah um i still do i just don't have any at the minute but yeah. like i have tried to use honey in my tea and it's like quite nice i actually got the idea from my granda who uses honey in you know cornflakes yeah instead of sugar and i was like i'd say in the try. tea would it be very sweet it's not actually that no, bad. Not no, bad. like um, the biggest issue is is that it usually sits at the bottom. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. so like the way it ha- yeah I kind of do it is you can only really put the honey in after you've made the tea. Yeah. Or else, because if you put the tea in for like the honey in first, it'll just sit at the bottom. It's kind of like you know if you get like a vanilla latte or something. Yeah. And it's not stirred, and the the vanilla syrup just sits at the bottom. Yeah. So it just tastes like a coffee, and then you get this massive head of vanilla at the bottom. Yeah. But it's not bad. Like it's it is quite nice, and it's. You know, like I made it up a few times for my mates and didn't tell them and they didn't notice the difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it is, honey is, you know, I do try and use honey and stuff, but I was just sitting counting. I was like, look, two sugars in that, sugar sprinkle, that wasn't, I don't know how many spoonfuls it was, like I, over my, what do you call it, my, my Weetabix. And then I had a glass of orange juice. Yeah. And I was like, fuck me. How many <laughs> like that's probably, that? that's probably like my whole daily allowance for sugar yeah. in what would be considered you know like a healthy breakfast yeah but then that brings on to the next point is like you know you mentioned sugar and then you mentioned natural honey like people will see everything as just calories and people do get caught up in calories like there is like people get caught up in fats as well they're like oh i shouldn't be eating fats and like yes you shouldn't be eating trans fats that are 
going to do absolutely nothing for you apart from make you more hungry. But if you're getting, you know, your good healthy fats and the likes of your av- avocados. You need fat though. Yeah, like, you need fats. I mean? and like, But like in terms of that sugar and honey comparison, like people will look at it and they might be caught up in calories and they'll be like, oh, honey has X amount of calories and sugar has X amount of calories. So I'll just go for sugar because it might be a wee bit less and I can put a wee bit less in and I'll get a nicer tasting. But you're like, your body's going to react so much better to the natural honey. Yeah. Like your body reacts so much better to natural whole foods. Whereas if it's you're the eating same processed, evolutionary thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're, if you're eating like, you know, you're eating steak, you're eating chicken, you're eating vegetables, you know, you're eating rice. Like, you know, Chinese people eat white rice and like, it's because it's so it's so good for you. Like yeah, there's there's honestly. that misconception of brown rice is better, but white rice is like so much it's so natural. Your body knows what to do with it. Whereas if you are getting processed stuff, your body's like, right, what do I do here? It just makes you more hungry. I had a conversation actually with another guy, a guy the other night. So I do deliveries for like an Indian and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guy that we were sitting down and it was like the end of the night and we were having food. And I'm one of these, I just try anything, right? And it was like a curry rice and curry and like cheese balls or whatever and i was like standing there and we're all eating and i was eating with a fork everyone else was eating with their hands and like it's just an indian thing you know like they eat with their hands like they don't use cutlery and stuff yeah and i was like we were talking about it and the guy's like yeah you know it's just the way it is like in every one of them there's like six of them every one of them eating with their hands and i remember i was actually watching a documentary after that about like the british conquest of india and stuff and how they tried to get them to like use knives and forks and they were like fuck off we yep. use our hands and it's kind of like the chinese use chopsticks and stuff mm-hmm. but the guy i was talking to actually said to me you know there's a like idea basically in like indian stuff that you have like specific germs in your fingers that help you digest food right that you don't obviously so when you're eating the food with your hands you're dipping it in it then you're like obviously your fingers and your mouth yeah. and stuff he was like it helps you digest food more and I kind of thought about it and I ended up looking it up and like it is you know it's not specifically scientifically proven but it's like a well-known sort of there's research yeah behind it. that sort of backs it up a wee bit mm-hmm. and it's things like that you know like eating with cutlery is not natural when you think about it yeah. like humans 10,000 years ago weren't eating with a knife and fork <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah same with so that's why they eat with their hands same with you know like we're talking about natural foods and stuff humans weren't making sugar 10,000 years ago yeah. They were climbing trees to get honey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is your body's just more naturally, like, just natural. It's the same with, like, being sick and stuff. Like, how many times, like, the main thing for giving you a sore stomach is, like, sweets. Yeah. Because they're just, they're just, feel like shit. Your body doesn't know what to do with Unnatural. Like, I love sweets. But see, just looking at them. They're like, I'll just, like, I was having, like, Tang Fastics the other night. And I just looked at it and I was like, what even is that? Like, (laughs) if you were to give that to me. I used to love tank fast. Oh, great. Like, but see, if you were to give them to me 10,000 years ago, you'd fucking look at it and be nah, like, what, what to do. Like, it's just, it's, the mo- they're, they're awful. Like, and that's why every time you eat them, sore stomach, yeah. you know, something like feels sick, whatever. And even like having a biscuit yeah. compared to one of them, because a biscuit is, you know, obviously it's like made to look better and it does have like obviously artificial stuff in it. But the main base of it is just like wheat and stuff, yeah. which is natural it doesn't give you that same do you know what i mean and it is like your body see having shoot like honey and stuff and anything natural just it's so much better for you yeah do you know what i mean better and like the same with like with the tank fastics like there's no way that you open a a 
pack of the tank fastics and you two. don't finish it yeah. like you eat it all and that's like your body's just like you're not filling me here there's no nutrients here there's nothing good that i'm going to use this for you're just like it's empty basically like empty calories like your body's not going to utilize it Do you know like obviously there is a time and place for diabetics and stuff like that there that they need sugar they need to you know to get their sugar levels high but like in the grand scheme of things for people like wholesome food is always going to be a better choice like yeah. and even if people just started making that choice of i'm going to eat wholesome foods like it doesn't have to be like whole foods top of the range you know instead stuff. of chips have like boiled rice yeah yeah or just simply like make your own but yeah. out of potatoes like yeah, yeah. make your own like make your own homemade chips yeah, yeah or, or just a fryer have... or oven yeah do whatever just don't de- like deep it in oil yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, honestly like that's the worst for me. like see seeing chicken wings and stuff being like deep fat fried yeah. and all like there's a guy on youtube i forget his he name deep fat fries everything yes, yeah. the scottish boy <laughs> yeah. mate. Yes. honestly some of them videos like you just look at it like it was the scottish the what do you call it the mcdonald's breakfast mm. it was like the cheese and cheese egg bacon or cheese egg sausage mcmuffin yeah like, the double one you could get and he deep fat fried it and he bit into it and showed you like all the layers and i was just like if that doesn't kill him, I seen the subway one he done. I with a the foot long sub mate. I couldn't even mate. Like, <laughs> see fried stuff like that turns me. Like yeah. unless it's chips, yeah. I don't, you know, like but even like you know, like uh, fish, like battered mm. fish. Like I like fish, but you think the difference there is between having salmon and having like a chippy fish, do you battered know what I mean? cod or something. Like you'll get basically the same taste. Yeah, but the salmon's so much better for you because yeah. it's fucking fresh and it's you know there's no batter running on it it's the same it's even eating pancakes i love pancakes straight out of the packet mm-hmm. see that compared to like lacing them with butter and you know that sort of stuff yeah. even toasting them like you toast something that makes it fucking worse for you yeah. do you know what i mean like and it's just small things like that that you wouldn't actually think make a big difference yeah that actually end up making you know a massive difference in things like you know switching to sweeteners instead of like there's a guy that Honey idea, you know, also came to me. Um, it was an MP, like a Labour MP for years. I forget his name. John Watson, I think he called him. Something like that. And he was huge. Like, I mean, like, massive. Mm-hmm. And I saw him on TV one day. And he literally, like, lost all the weight. And, like, you know, to the point where you couldn't even recognize him. Yeah, he was a different person. And then I Googled it. And he literally said, like, yeah, the key behind it was just putting honey in my tea instead of sugar. Because he would have had, like... You know, working long days and all. Ten cups a day. Fucking probably more, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're putting two, three sugars in that, it's 30 spoonfuls of sugar. I, was he an MP, did you say? Yeah, yeah. So, like, someone's bringing him tea? Yeah, like, exactly. On the regular? Yeah, just <laughs> click of the finger and someone's yeah. firing tea down him. But it was... The other thing before it came into my head there before it left. Um, Oh, fuck. It's gone now again. It was literally there for a fleeting second and it was something... Oh, yeah. Talking about empty foods. Yeah. Like, see, like, fizzy drinks. Coke. Mate, Coke. Fanta. Mate, they don't refri- they make you want to drink more. Yeah. Like I have a can of Coke and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'm thir- I'm more thirsty now than I was before. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it- that just baffles me. It's the same with like, you know, Parade and yeah. Lucasade. Like they're alright if you're doing energy and like like doing exercise. If you're do- using it in the right way. Mate, I drink one of them and I'm like, give me another one. Yeah. And it's sort of vicious cycle. It's like like, like meant like Coke Zero and stuff like that there. Like Never going to begrudge anyone for having a Coke Zero if that's what helps you keep on track and keeps you on top of your calories. If someone's drinking, you know, it goes back to that. If someone's drinking three bottles of Coke a day, like if you make that slight change to drop that down to one bottle of Coke or even Coke Zero, yeah, yeah. change to Coke Zero, like that's going to make a huge difference. What is, tell me this, right? Because I've always wondered this. 
because I would not be a fizzy drink drinker at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really drink them. Like, the only time I'd ever drink them is if I get, you know, like, I'm out for food and it comes with the meal deal. Yeah. That's literally it, because I'm like, I'm not going to pay the money for a can of water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll just get it. But what is really, obviously, Coke. Like, we take Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Yeah. What's the difference? Like, obviously, Coke is awful, but, like, it's Diet Coke and Coke Zero really that bad for you. And what's the difference between, like, both of them? Like... If, if you know, like, do you know what I mean? Because that's always confused me. Like, uh, yeah, I know where you're... Like, I probably wouldn't know as much about it as what I probably would like to. Yeah. But, like, I know the benefits in ter- are the, the implications of, like, the calories and stuff. And, yes, there's going to be stuff in you know, Coke Zero and Diet Coke that is artificial and it's not going to be good for the body. But, like, if someone's drinking a tin of, co- no, like, full sugar Coke and they're like, oh, but you're drinking Coke Zero, you know, you're like, yeah, but mine doesn't have 12 spoonfuls of sugar in a 330 mil can. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and or whatever it is, it, it, it's, some, it's something it's like something that, like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, just, like, if, if you begrudge someone for having a tin of Coke Zero, while you're sitting having a tin of normal Coke, you're like, you can't say anything. Like, yes, there's going to be stuff in Coke Zero and there's stuff in, you know, the Monster Zero calories. It's that, not as good as water. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot better than Coke. It's a lot better. Like, yeah. it's making them changes. And if if someone wants to sit down and have a tin of Coke Zero every single night with their dinner, and that helps keep them on track, that helps give them that taste of Coke or that taste of fizzy juice that they're used to having growing up, like there's nothing there's yeah. i i feel that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because yeah. you're then creating more room for improvements in terms of the foods that you're eating you know if you were still having a coke zero or a, a normal coke then you're going to want chocolate you're going to want crisps because it's triggers that are like i'm having a tin of coke i want to man i used to love look as he had sport with uh mccoy's flaming yeah, grill yeah i used to have that every single day and it was like if i i Dare say, if I went and bought a Lugazade Sport now, I would go and buy a pack of McCoy's food yeah. because it's that sort of trigger that's like them two go together for me. But whereas if someone's having a Coke Zero, like there's nothing wrong with it. Do you know what's kind of like is what you like triggers and stuff? This is a really, really weird one of mine, right? I like for as long as I can remember, like my mom or dad or someone in the house after we've had dinner would always make a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So like straight after dinner, as soon as you sit down, you know, somebody would clear the table and make a cup of tea. Yeah. And obviously, like, you associate with a cup of tea, like a biscuit or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, every time I have my dinner, I get a weird craving for, like, jammy dodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every time straight after dinner, because I'm like, you know, it's that, like, association of it with that. Yeah. And it's so, it's so, so weird. I mean, yeah. Like, it's probably the same with most people. Like, when you have a cup of tea, you instantly get a craving for, like, a biscuit. Yeah. That and can it, also be down to, like, your environment and, like, your cue for a trigger like so as soon as you finish dinner you know in your head if you go into the living room and sit down you're yeah, going to want a cup of tea coming, coming yeah, yeah. and you're going to want a biscuit yeah <laughs> whereas say if you switch that and you were like right if i'm sitting down for my dinner i've finished my dinner i'm going to go out you're not going to get that craving no. for a cup of tea there's actually there's a study done and it's in that atomic habits book yeah. and it's like i was reading it and it said it was like in the vietnam war like there was a brave load of soldiers who were addicted to heroin yeah and because it was everywhere they had nothing else to do and this is to do with their environment and they went into rehabilitation centers over in vietnam but as soon as they got out they went back to their camps they were around people who were taking heroin there was heroin easily you know got 
you re- it was easy to get. But whenever they went home, nine out of the ten never touched it again. Yeah, you know, and that's down to the environment. I know that's taking a bit of a dark turn talking about. No, heroin, but you're right. But like, like, yeah, it shows like envi- if you change your environment, like you can easily change your habits and how you how you look at things. So like you love that cup of tea with a biscuit after yeah. but if you wanted to switch that like there's nothing wrong with having that but if you were like hey that's getting a wee bit too much i'm eating the whole packet of digestives <laughs> here like you could easily switch that yeah. and like take yourself off after and like go do something different have something else planned it's like if you have cookies sitting in the middle of your table you're gonna eat them if they're sitting there but if you had an apple sitting in the middle of your table and you were yeah. getting hungry and that was the first thing that you seen when you walked into your kitchen a fruit bowl with apples and bananas you're going to pick one of them yeah. you know if if you you can create your environment that you want to live in it's kind of like i'd go in and you know open the fridge like last night i went in to open the fridge and i was wanting to make like a toasty yeah and there was no ham and i wouldn't just have a cheese toasty yeah so i was like fuck it just opened the cupboard and there was what do you call it like a packet of pancakes so i just had like two of the pancakes just you know not toasted butter or yeah. nothing just ate them and I was, you know, obviously better for me than the, the ham and cheese toasty. Yeah. And because the ham and cheese toasty wasn't there, it kind of, you know, like, forced me down the route of grabbing something else. And it's yeah. the same with, like, doing workouts and stuff. Like, I usually would go to the gym when it's open in the morning. Yeah. Or not, like, just the first thing I do once I've got up and stuff. So, like, at night, it's just not the same. Like, I tried to do, like, a like a home workout the other day at night because it was busy in the morning and it's just not the, do you know what i mean like i don't know what it is like the mindset's not there or and it's the same with work and stuff like yeah. i like revised in the house like when it was actual revision and i had to learn things i would have revised in the house because i couldn't do it in the library because it was like too loud yeah so when i was in the house it was always revision that i was doing so if i tried to do like an essay or something that didn't require like learning it was more like doing if you know what i mean mm-hmm. i couldn't do it in the house yeah i'd have to go to the library because yep. it like put me in that mindset. different environments for yeah different exactly tasks. and like i would always go to the library and you know eat in the morning and first thing i would do is buy like a coffee mm-hmm. and if, like once i sit down at a desk i've got the coffee i've got all my books out ready to go i'm like in that mindset yep do you know what i mean whereas like other people i knew would have had like a can of red bull instead yeah not a coffee and they would have went at 12 at night yeah. and been home for eight in the morning instead of the other way around yeah and it is just that kind of it's the same like when people are most active like i would at the minute i get up at about half nine and go to bed at like three now you up to three in the morning yeah there, are you? yeah mate uh, but the thing is to me it's like that's what six and a half hours sleep to me that's what i'm like I, i've always got like six and a half hours sleep depending on when i go to sleep like when i was at uni if I was going into the library at eight, I'd have got up at seven. Yeah. So I'd have got up at seven, went to bed at like half twelve, one. Do you know what I mean? But it would have still been the six hour like pattern, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. When I um was at like in like school, it would have been you know bed for half twelve, up for seven. Mm-hmm. It just depends, you know, what works best for me at that time. So yeah. at the minute, it's like right, I'm furloughed. I'm not. There's nothing to do. So my mindset is like, and like, it's not that it's a conscious thing. It's like a subconscious thing. It's like, right, you have nothing to get up for in the morning. So my body naturally just wakes me later. Yeah. And then because I started waking later, I started going to bed later because I was awake more. Do you know what I mean? So now it's like, 
But you're still in that cycle of that yeah. six to seven hour window well, that, of sleep. That's kind of the way like I would look at it. Like obviously, you know, you get people get up at four, three in the morning and all. Like Tyler, for example, you know, he gets up at what, six every morning yeah. and that works for him. Yeah. Whereas for me, I've always been kind of like a night owl. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I've always been most active at night. Like yeah. I would do a lot of like, you know, research for podcasts and work and stuff at night. Yep. So like I've always just been active late at night. Like do you know what I think it comes from? I like I like I'm a big basketball fan and support like the Lakers and stuff. And Stand their games to used it. to be only in at night. And even last night, like they tipped off like one o'clock and it was over like three. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's that. But like to me, it's like if I as long as I get that six and a half hour sleep, I'm fine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When I get it, you know, can vary depending on what I'm doing and like how my brain sort of like you know changes and works. Like yeah. if I know I have to get up for work for like a sustained period of time. My brain will tell me, right, it's 12 o'clock, go to bed, yeah. and it will naturally wake me around, like, when I need to get yeah. up. Do you, you know what I mean? You find them rhythms of, like, yeah. like you said, you find out that you're more productive at night. So what would be the point in, you, like, yes, certain circumstances might arise that you can't be productive at night and you have to do it during the day. But if you have the choice to be, to go and do your work at night and you know that you're more productive at night, then why would you fight against yeah. it and try and do work in the morning whenever you could chill out like there's no right or wrong way no. to do things like if you're more productive at night do it like i like getting up early because i like having my own my own time yeah. in the morning before the kids get up <laughs> yeah exactly i was gonna say because you have kids and stuff like you can't be sitting up to three at night because by yeah. the time it comes to six oh, i'm in bed for ten yeah mate. do like, you know what i mean yeah there's been times where i've been in bed i think me and rebecca went to bed last night half nine like <laughs> shattered just absolutely wrecked but like i still like to get up early yeah like i like to go down and flick on the cattle just me by myself yeah. and i'll just chill out and even if it's for 15 minutes or some majority three or four times of the week i'll walk into town and get grab a coffee yeah you know and it's just doing them things that before everyone else gets up and i'm like i've done something like it for me it wouldn't be fair every day at 11 o'clock if i said right rebecca i'm away in the town to grab yeah. a coffee by myself like i wouldn't feel because you have stuff to do yeah, yeah i wouldn't feel right doing that but because it's something that i like doing then i just get up early i make it i prioritize yeah. it i get up early and i go for a walk in the town grab a coffee and walk back home you know what it's kind of like it's like i my i work like that but i work the other way around yeah so like i'm like right 12 at night i'm not going to be you know if my mom wants me to do something like if i if it was like 12 in the afternoon i'm not gonna you know go and do like start editing podcasts and all if i have stuff to do or if like mates to see or you need work to do and stuff but see when it's like one in the morning and everyone else is in bed yeah it's kind of the same sort of idea as getting up early no, it's distract like, no distractions no everyone's either everyone's in bed in either situation do you know what yeah. i mean but i think most people prefer mornings because like sunrise and like i love mornings like yeah. when i have to get up early i'll get up early but it's just kind of like my natural sort of thing that it doesn't wake me early. Yeah. I mean, mornings are great. Say if you get up in the morning and, you know, go for a walk and it's crisp and like, I love winter mornings. No you know, one else out. Like icy winter mornings, yeah. not icy in the sense that. You're slipping all over the yeah, place. But like, you know, when the airs like. Wee bit of frost. Sharp. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, like it's great. It's really, really nice. But it's just, you know, it's whatever way your body works and yeah. stuff. But. Um, See, I always love the, I love getting up in the dark and I like watching when, it turn light. yeah yeah so and yeah. then like whenever like if i'm out like i like working 
and coming home in the dark. It's like whenever we're in the gym and all, like if I was in the gym for six that morning and then I had a couple of sessions and then I was home and then I was back in the gym at six that night till say nine or half nine. Like I actually really enjoyed. It's a biological thing as well. What? Enjoying like feeling better and more relaxed and stuff when it's dark. Serious? Yeah, because if you think years ago, before the invention of like fire and stuff, humans like it's the same with chimpanzees. Like you look at chimpanzees. Chimpanzees, as soon as it goes dark, chill out and go to sleep. Yeah. Because they can't see in the dark. Yeah. So what else are they meant to do? Can't do anything. Same with like it's like hardwired in our brains, not to the same degree. Like because we've had fire and stuff, we are act like our brains are active for longer because we're used to like artificial light. Yeah. But it's still there, like you know, like a tiny bit. When you when it gets dark, you associate darkness with sleeping, with relaxing, chilling Chill out. Night. And it's don't get me wrong, I do a lot of stuff at night, like when I edit my podcast and stuff and all that. To me, that's like I enjoy doing that, so mm. it's like a relaxing thing. Yeah. Even though it's like work, it's yeah. relaxing. Whereas I couldn't do uni work at night. Yeah. Because my brain's not there. Do you know what I mean? Like playing the PlayStation. Like I would struggle to go on the PlayStation now in the middle of the day. Because I'd be like, I should be doing something productive. Yeah. But see, at night, when it's dark, Nothing I'm like... to do. Yeah, it's just like a subconscious thing. My brain's like, right, it's dark. Chill out. Play yeah. the PlayStation. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. way. And it's the same, like, you come out of the gym, it's dark. You're like, right, day's work done. I can go home and chill out. You know what I mean? Like, subconsciously, your brain... And you probably, next time you're doing it, just think, how do I feel right now? And I guarantee you'll feel relaxed. Yeah. But it's not that you've told yourself, oh... I want to feel relaxed. It's yeah. just like a natural, feel. you know, evolutionary thing. Yeah. And it's like, why do we sleep at night? It's the same thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You, you're tired at night. Yeah. It's like something that I've had to even switch now because I'm online at yeah. the minute. It's like, I'm not working till like that time of night. And sometimes you find it's hard to switch off because you're like, it's seven o'clock. I'm normally in the gym with people, but like sort of now I've got better at it because of the first lockdown and so on. And like, even now I've separated the time from like, I'm up at six and then whenever the kids wake up and Rebecca wakes up, then I'll have like an hour and a half with them and then I'll be like, right, coffee and I'm going up uh, onto the desk and then I'll work and then I like literally have a switch off time where I'll be like, right, that's me. Like, yes, there might be wee tasks come down again because of other people's jobs that they don't finish work yeah. to six or seven and there might be wee messages back and forth, but like literally just creating that environment of i'm switching off now yeah whenever it gets dark it's nice you're relaxed and yes you still chat with your clients and all but it's like you're in a much more relaxed state like how how weird would it be to sit down do a movie at two in the afternoon <laughs> with the sun blurring yeah. do you know what i mean and people yeah. like you don't think about it but like anything you consider relaxing that's not obviously like you know sport or whatever yeah during the day, like I find watching football during the day weird. Mm. Like you know, like if a match is on, like a half twelve kickoff on a Saturday, yeah. I find that weird. Yeah, because I'm like I associate watching football with chilling out, so yeah. I associate it with like nighttime. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I find that really, really strange. And like I just associate it with Sundays. Yeah, literally just yeah, Sundays because yeah. I don't, I, I, don't Sunday, wa yeah. I don't watch football on a Saturday because yeah. I'm always playing. True, actually, so I'm yeah. like I never get to watch it unless it's like a, a Saturday night yeah, game. Yeah. And then again, it's, it's dark. Talking, it's dark. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like anytime, like whenever we've been off, but the Premier League's still on, like, I've, like I don't really watch the Premier League, to be honest. But like 
if I am watching big games, it's normally a Sunday. And like, so if there's a big game on the Saturday, I'm like, why does this feel like a Sunday? Do you know what I think it is as well? Is like, because the Premier League is primarily like a winter league, mm-hmm. like runs September to May. If you're watching a game on the Sunday and it's on at four, it's, it's dark. dark anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it is like, it's things like that that you don't really think of, you know, that are biological traits and stuff. The people, you know, the more people realize that, like people just think, oh, I'm not productive at night. I'm a wanker. Yeah. And you're like, no, like that's just completely natural. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go for a run. I'm an arsehole. No, you're not. That's You're a human being. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're naturally designed that way. It's Your like, oh, instinct is to relax. Yeah. It's like, oh, have you had a packet of Pringles? What a dick. I have no self-control. <laughs> well, yeah, you have no self-control because you're a fucking animal. Yeah. You're an ape. That, do you know what I mean? Wants to eat everything yeah, around like, that that's completely normal. Do you know what I mean? It like, but then it's creating that environment as well. So then you don't have them yeah. sort of. Oh yeah. Instincts to go, them cues, them cravings. You know, to go and grab. If you things. can't see it. You're not going to eat it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and stuff like that. But yeah, have you anything else to add? Because this is fucking an hour and forty minutes. We've done well. Like, I <laughs> mean, I could keep going. Yeah, like, I mean, but um, it's got people listening. You I know. know. What I mean? <laughs> no, I've enjoyed it. Like, like four and a half hours. <laughs> I don't know how people listen to them. No, see, to be it's honest, mad. like. To be fair, I have a mate who does um, deliveries, like, you know, like, up and down to Korean and stuff ah, every so he day. he just knocks them on. So he doesn't mind, because, like, if it's Gets up around trips, like, three and a half hours, so yeah. it's sweet. But, I mean, I couldn't. No, honestly. I, uh, I don't have the attention span mate. to sit there for <laughs> three, three, yeah, four hours. Like, I like, but, um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on, man. Oh, thank um, you. For anyone that, you know, wants to find out more or anything, there's Tyler's episode, um, which is related, you know, to this one um jamie's episode i think tyler's was can't remember it's called it's the one about changing my life around can't remember what episode it was and jamie's was a mental health one um and if you want you know to find out more about maddie just get in touch with him on facebook was it maddie parker fitness or is it just maddie parker uh there's obviously my personal facebook page yeah. which i don't mind which is maddie parker and then i have matthew parker health and fitness as there well. you go on instagram as well um you type in his name it'll come up like as long as you live in northern ireland like <laughs> you live in france or something maybe not like but um yeah so you want to get in touch with him you know just fire him you know a dm or whatever you know Drop ring him DM. yeah <laughs> send him a well worded email or something like but yeah um thank you very much guys um appreciate it